Hi there, and welcome to the Redeemer Church Podcast. I'm so glad you're listening. We are committed to connecting people to God's transforming love, and we hope that this podcast is just one more way you connect to God's presence this week. We are currently in a series studying the book of Proverbs and how the wisdom found there can impact our daily lives. So this is week three of Proverbs from our senior pastor, Bill Clark. Good morning. I am propping myself up on a um, chair because um, I didn't listen to my foot hurting a few weeks ago while I was doing some exercise. So I'm going to be talking about wisdom, and (laughs) I'd really appreciate it if you didn't hold that against me. Um, Wisdom is stopping when it hurts. All right. So good morning again. So some years ago, at a church where Laurie and I were um, many years ago in Sacramento, I heard a, a speaker, Dr. Henry, Henry Cloud, a well-known psychologist who was at the church preaching, and he was um, talking about foolish, wise, and evil people. Um, additionally, and I found that extremely helpful, and so a lot of this message comes from that talk. Additionally, I've been reminded the last two Sundays in the Proverbs series by um, Adam and and Daniel's work on the unique role that the Proverbs serve in shaping our character and promoting wise living. To begin, I want to summarize Dr. Cloud's insights, and then we'll look at some of the key verses from from the book of Proverbs. I want to give a qualifier. So the way I prepare sermons, I try to get some work done on Monday. Tuesday, I beat up what I did on Monday. Wednesday, I try to finish it, take it home, give it to Laurie, and she uh, reads it. Nobody else proofs my sermons. So Laurie's a wise person, and she, she thought I, it was fine, it was good. But you know when you ever ask your spouse for approval of something, and they kind of look at you like, it's okay. That's not a good feeling. You just sit there and say, it's, it's not okay. And I said, let's talk about it. So she really helped me. She, so I'm going to talk about wise, foolish, and evil people. And she made a really great point. She said, well, some people are wise, but they do foolish things. And you didn't, didn't really mention that. Well, I'm mentioning it now because it's true. She brought up David. David was a man after God's own heart. He was one of the really wise people around. And then he did some things that weren't just foolish, they were evil. He had an affair with Bathsheba. He wound up killing her husband. I mean, that's evil stuff. So all of us are really a mixture of all of these things, hopefully not evil, but all of us are a mixture of wise living, wise thinking, and then mistake led living. So I just want us to keep that in mind as we progress. A wise person can become foolish or even evil. But these three broad categories, I think the Proverbs teach us to kind of understand how we progress in life or how we regress in life, depending on our level of wisdom or foolishness or, God forbid, even evil. I think the character of human beings can be divided into three different kinds of people, generally. And I think this is true of all people, of all cultures, of all times. 
The writer of the Proverbs noticed, noticed in the ancient Israelites as well as in their neighbors, and it's still true for us today. We notice these characteristics in people of faith, and we notice these in people without a particular faith, and we notice them in just all kinds of people. So there are three basic groupings of people when it comes to our characters. First of all, there are wise people. By wise, I don't mean the smartest or necessarily the most talented. That's not always the case at all. Some people who are wise are also those things, but it's not inevitable. Again, this is about character. It's about how we behave. It's how we speak. It's how we relate to other people. It's how we treat our fellow human beings. Wise people can be defined as those for whom life's experiences have been a teacher. Wise people are those people for whom life experience have been a teacher. We all make mistakes. Every single one of us makes mistakes. And so a wise person is not a person who doesn't make mistakes. A wise person is a person who learns from their mistakes and doesn't repeat them. Wise people learn from life's struggles. They especially learn from their mistakes. Since all people make mistakes, there's a ready supply of education available for all of us. We, all we have to do is just look back to mistakes that we've made, poor decisions that we might have made, and say, I learned from that. I don't want to repeat it. I don't want to do that to my foot again. Whatever it is, we can learn from our mistakes. They don't shy away from feedback. If you're talking to a wise person, whether it's an employee or just a friend, and you share with them honestly about something about them that has you concerned, and you're not trying to be a busybody, you're just really trying to show them something that you've detected, they welcome, wise people welcome an opportunity to grow even when it's difficult to hear. Another way to put this is when a wise person is exposed to the light, he or she adjusts to the light and makes the necessary changes. Any of us who've had a conversation with an employee or a spouse or a child about an observation that needs to be shared is aware of the reality that when the other person is receptive rather than defensive, we are in the presence of a wise person. And so that can function as a definition of a wise person, someone who is receptive to feedback, to correction, to change, to growth. The second category spoken of often in the Proverbs are foolish people. Foolish people typically reject feedback and generally explain away their issues. Usually it's someone else's fault. If you say something to them they don't want to hear, it's somebody else's fault. This isn't my problem. This isn't my issue. In fact, when you talk to a, with a foolish person, you will have the distinct feeling they actually aren't listening, and you'll have that feeling because they aren't. They aren't listening. They don't wish to listen. That's the reason it's, it's really hard to correct a foolish person. It's really hard to do it because they're not listening to begin with. Foolish people reject the idea that they could be wrong. So what do you do? 
Well, if you're talking about somebody who maybe reports to you at work or with whom you work or a child or maybe it's just some other adult, whomever this is, what you have to do if you have the authority to do so is, is forget about correcting them. Put boundaries around them. Tell them what is permissible and what is impermissible. Tell them what works and what doesn't work. Give them clear and definitive boundaries, deadlines. Give clarity to them. And once confronted well, which means lovingly, patiently, a foolish person can begin to feel the consequences of their choices, and then they can possibly change. But until they experience consequences, they will have no reason to change. They won't understand why they need to change. And all that has to be done very carefully, very thoughtfully, prayerfully. It's not easy stuff, and it's not a time for judgment. The third and final category is the category of evil people. If someone is truly evil, we should not spend time hoping they will change. They will not. Outside of the dramatic work of God, which is always possible, outside of that, they will not change. Miraculous repentance can happen, but outside of that, they will not change change. And we need to protect ourselves. That's when we need to become self-protective from the harm they can and will cause to ourselves or someone else that we know or love. Now, all of this is more complicated than I just made it. I'm not saying by any means, please don't do this. And if you're doing it, please stop it. If you're making a list right now of all the wise evil and foolish people you know, stop making the list. You're not their judge. These things happen when we encounter them in particular situations. That would be a foolish thing to do to make a list. We don't want to do that. But I am suggesting something different. And I'm suggesting that we use this tool when you have a problem with a person that isn't finding a solution is to think about these three categories. Just think about them. They, they might not apply, but they might apply. Think about these three categories. When you have a problem with a wise person and you engage in conversation about it, you will make progress and things will improve. If you're a reasonably wise person and they're a reasonably wise person and you have a conversation and you engage about the conflict, it will improve because that's what wise people do. When you talk to a foolish person, be graciously direct about the consequences of their actions and leave it there. You can't change their minds just by the power of your persuasion. Just leave the consequences with them. And if you feel a need to talk to an evil person, just don't. Find something else to do. You can't fix them. Only God can fix an evil person. When you boil down Proverbs, the book is trying to teach us how to become wise, how not to be foolish or evil. There's 31 of these wonderful, wonderful Proverbs. Each one of them deals with the question of foolish, wise, or evil in some way. One of them 
one of the things that we need to consider about the uh, whole matter of how we discern what's the right thing to do and how we discern whether someone is wise in a, in a situation that we need to, or wise or foolish or evil. Just understand, nobody is 100% right all of the time. We make mistakes. We make mistakes about judging others, and we make mistakes about our opinion sometimes of others. We could be wrong. God isn't wrong, but we could be wrong. I'm wiser at 64, generally speaking. Um, I'm wiser at 64 than I was at 24. I was wiser at 34 than I was at 24. But I, I'm ready for some more wisdom, you know? I mean, if, if, if aging has any value, it's got to be you get a little wiser. I hope it's true. And perhaps you can look back like I have sometimes looked back at my former self. And I try not to dwell on those moments, and I would encourage you not to dwell on those foolish moments in your life. But I occasionally shudder when I think about them. Just the impetuosity, just the, just the lack of maturity. Here's some teachings that help us to not look back, but to look forward into the truth of what Proverbs has to say. Because this is the wisdom from the classic book of wisdom from the ancient world. And it's just as true today as it was when it was written. From Proverbs 12, 15, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise person listens to advice. From Proverbs 28, Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. The ear from Proverbs 15, the ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. The fear of the Lord is instrument, instruction in wisdom and humility comes before honor. Humility comes before honor. I especially like this one. This is in a paraphrased translation. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who re hates reproof is stupid. Sometimes the scripture's pretty blunt. There are scores more of these kinds of nuggets in the Proverbs. There are 31 Proverbs, and a lot of folks like to make it their, their practice to read one of the Proverbs every day. It's a great practice. I once knew a guy in another church who was really fun to be around, sort of the life of the party. He had a big personality, was warm and funny, but he, frankly, utterly and completely lacked what we would call common sense. He also wasn't open to correction about any particular issues in his life. He he likely was a sweet, well-meaning fool. One day he came into my office at the church and he told me about an incredible investment scheme that he had uncovered and that if I were smart, I would invest with him in this tremendous investment program. Well, I listened for a while and I tried to point out a few pitfalls about the plan and I uh, finally just told him, I said, I wasn't interested. And um, if I were him, speaking to him, I said, I, I don't think I would do that. And he says, well, I've already done it. 
I've invested every penny I've got in this. I've had some losses and some debt and some uh, downturns in our uh, well-being financially, and this is going to get me out of it. It's going to work out great. And um, he didn't have another, he didn't hear another word I said or the advice of a couple of other people who he had spoken to that this was a bad idea. The scheme ended in the loss of his entire investment. Turns out, surprise, surprise, crooks were on the other end of it. No surprise there. The guy not only lost his money, but he had to deal with the legal consequences of his decision too. It was a foolish thing to do. There's a prosperous, there's a proverb that fits that situation. Trusting in a treacherous man in time of trouble is like a bad tooth. I guess that's how he felt. In the final analysis, the proverbs are always going to steer us toward not just our own discernment, but also toward a sense of communal discernment, toward a sense of of leaning on wise people to help us make decisions, of trusting not just in our own instincts and our own abilities, but trusting in wise people whom we know, who know about the subject matter that we're concerned about or have had good life experiences or both, and we can ask them their opinion. And a wise person will actually be open to their opinion because they may know better than we do. We should rely on good counselors and wise mentors. That's another shortcut of way of saying that's what Proverbs talks about. To make, help us to make wise decisions, we rely on wise counselors. People with good judgment are a precious resource. Within the church, there ought to be a sharing of that precious resource. Not all of us are wise. We need guidance and support and prayer to navigate a world that often offers us bad advice. I would encourage all of us to spend time in the Proverbs. It will do good things for us in our relationships, in our work, in our life, in our decisions. Would you pray with me, please? Oh, God, thank you. Thank you for the wisdom of the Proverbs. It's a different kind of book to read of the other books of the Bible. It feels like someone dispensing a lot of advice, and that's exactly what they're doing. Pointing our way, pointing the way to wisdom. Pointing the way toward becoming a wise person. Lord, we know that becoming wise is really a journey. It's not a decision you make one day. So for all of us, for all of us who could look back on days where we weren't quite so wise or we weren't wise at all, we thank you even for those days where we learned and we grew and we changed. May it be so for us. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening today. If you want to stay connected to all that's happening at Redeemer, visit our website at RedeemerTulsa.org or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.